Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I want to invite you in to a dream. I want to invite you into a vision that we have, not just for the capital here in Iowa, but capitals around the United States of America and the world. And I mean the world. We serve a big God. And we serve an international God. I'm very blessed that uh, I get to work with an awesome team. I also get to lead our initiative in the family leader called the Church Ambassador Network, which has a great team of individuals that are just pouring into pastors and government leaders here in the state of Iowa. But I'm also blessed I get to pour into other teams and other parts of the country that are doing the same exact work. And just here in the state of Iowa, we connect regularly with 2,700 pastors in the state of Iowa and 2,200 evangelical churches. And we have hundreds of them here today. So I would like for the pastors in this room to stand up, and I want all of us who are not pastors to give them a round of applause and thank them for the Lord's service and great work that they're doing for this church of Jesus Christ. Pastors, please stand up. Bill, I see you. Stand up. <laughs> That's it. Leaders don't often get thank yous. Leaders don't often get recognized. And if you're a true servant leader as Jesus was, you're not very seen either. You and I get to read the scriptures today, but a lot of Jesus' work in Jesus' day was quiet labor. So I want to invite you in on this vision. It's a vision of transformation, not modification. You following me? The world believes in behavior modification. The world will tell you that you can change yourself. But the scriptures tells you you can't. It is impossible. And we all know this. We live it. You try, you try, you try, you try, you try, you make the New Year's resolution, and maybe you make it to February or March. But guess what? You're making that same resolution the next year, aren't you? We know it. What God knows that we need is transformation. And because of this, we decided for too long, we've been approaching our government buildings with modification. Let's simply change the way people vote. Let's simply change the way elected officials view different values. We can't do it. What does the scripture tell us? Many ways seem right to a person, but in the end they lead to what? Death. We have the worst judgment discernment filter there is. And where the devil is shrewd, he doesn't tell us his lies lead to death, he tells us they lead to life. So we believe we're being life-giving, but we're being death-giving. That is why we wanted to have a strategy for the capital that brings true transformation that cannot only be through Jesus Christ. It can only be through him. It cannot be through a vague God. It cannot be through a spiritual experience. It is only through the transformational work of Jesus Christ. Because his sacrifice is the only sacrifice that is sufficient. 
Our God is not a cruel God that said I provided one way. He's a gracious God that provided a way. And we are called to proclaim this way on the mountaintops. In ancient civilizations, a lot of government work happened in what we call city gates. You ever been to an ancient city? I was blessed to, to go to Israel with a family leader several years ago. And we got to see the gates of Dan. Very remarkably intact. And when I used to picture city gates, I kind of thought like a Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> it's not at all what they look like. There's actually three entrances because you can't just take a battery and ram through one and break on through. You have to do it three times. That's what I thought from Lord of the Rings. And it's these huge spaces. I mean, it's like the size of a football field. And what these cities would do, they would open these gates in the day. And what it's saying is the city is open for commerce. But in the night, they locked the gates to protect the people. And it was during the day that these gates were open. This is when your different exchanges have. This is when trade, business, this is when different governments interacted with each other. You would see in the city gates, leaders of families interacting with distant relatives and moved to different cities. You'd see businessmen making bargains. You'd see people gossiping. But there's also a frequent presence at the city gate. It was the king. The king throughout world history has been the historic leader of government. And when you open up God's word, he's the only leader of government. Sometimes he's got a funny name like Caesar and Pharaoh. It was a king. And what would these kings do? They'd sit in the city gates. Why? They wanted to connect to the gossip. They wanted to connect to the business. They wanted to be connected to their people. And that is where a lot of the negotiations and services for the cities happened. And you might remember a story in the scriptures when King Absalom stole the hearts of the people from King David. Where did he do it? It's at the city gates. What's remarkable about this story, we often focus on what was Absalom doing there? Obviously, he was up to vile intentions, right? But there's a much bigger question we should be asking. Where was David? Why wasn't David there earning the hearts of his people? These city gates, they still exist today. Our cities look different today. We don't have walls around them. But a lot of commerce that happens in coffee shops today. And our government still has this space. Here in Des Moines, our founders decided to build a Capitol building. Big, beautiful building, gorgeous gold dome. And it is in this place that not only is government housed, but it's where the people can come and approach their government, bring forward the concerns of the cities like they did long ago in the ancient cities. And it's in this place that we want to bring the Lord's teaching. Because we believe along with the business and the gossip and the concerns of the world, the teachings of Jesus Christ must be present. And that is why over the last eight years in Iowa, we have brought pastors to the Capitol on a daily presence, building into not one, but all three branches of government. We have facilitated 7,500 pastor connections with government leaders in the state of Iowa for a total of 16,000 hours be invested in your state capitol.
And we have a vision. What is our vision? It comes from Acts 5.28. And this is the Sanhedrin rebuking John and Peter for having the audacity to bring Jesus' teachings to Jerusalem. But here's what this small group of Christians accomplished. The Sanhedrin says, didn't we strictly order you not to teach in this name? Look, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Do you know what it takes to fill a city with his teaching? And this wasn't a majority of the people doing. This is a small group of followers that Jesus raised up. And to fill the city doesn't mean everyone believed, because we know everyone didn't believe. I mean, they're standing in trial before the Sanhedrin, right? The government's not with them. What it means is they were the talk of Jerusalem. Everyone in Jerusalem was forced to decide, what am I going to believe about this Jesus? Am I going to believe that he came, that he was the Son of God, that he died on that cross, he took care of the consequences of sin. He defeated the devil in sin and death. And that he did, in fact, rise three days later. Because 500 people are testifying that it happened in Jerusalem. Am I going to believe it? Am I going to think he's crazy? What am I going to do about it? But everyone in Jerusalem was forced to decide. But the book of Acts doesn't stop there. The book of Acts ends in the capital of the Roman Empire. In Rome itself. This teaching that turned Jerusalem upside down later turned the Roman Empire upside down. Caesars couldn't stop it. Jewish leaders couldn't stop it. It spread and it spread and it spread to the point where one day a Caesar himself surrendered to Jesus Christ. It is our vision to bring the same teaching that we learn from the book of Acts to the governing leaders of today that in the state capitol building, everyone will have to decide what am I going to do about this Jesus? Whether in the judicial, the executive, or the legislative branch, what am I going to do with him? What am I going to do with who he claims to be? The one who says, I am the king of kings, the lord of lords. The government rests on his shoulders. I am not just the head of the church. I am the head of government. I am the one before every knee will bow. What are we going to do with him? Because what you do with him will ultimately decide, is there going to be transformation? And we are seeing transformation, not only in the state of Iowa, but across the country. Right here in your own state, we have seen four government leaders come to know Jesus Christ. Two Republicans, two Democrats. Our God is not partisan. He desires all people, and all means all in the kingdom of God. Desires all people to come to the knowledge of him. And we've seen it. And the word of God is inconvenient for all people, is it not? It's inconvenient for me. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to fill Jerusalem with this teaching? It's not rocket science. We're literally going to apply what they did in the book of Acts. We're going to sow generously. Every meeting we have with a government leader begins with the word of God every single meeting. I have only been denied going through the word two times. And remember, we've done 7,500 meetings with all of them, both sides of the aisle, two times. We're going to cast a vision. 
What's that vision? We're going to pour into you as an ordinary person because who you are as a person is going to determine what kind of leader you are. Are you born again? Have you been transformed? Are you a new creation? Or are you the old creation? There's a big difference. Two, we're going to pour into you as a leader. The world's got a lot of leadership ideas, and they're all terrible. The world's leadership ideas is how do I become number one? And we've seen many horrific things in human history as people work to achieve being number one. Do you know what Jesus' desire was as the king of kings, the emperor of all emperors? I'm going to be last. And he didn't just figuratively say it as an idea. He did it. He actually made himself last. The son of man did not come to be served, though he deserved it. He came to serve and literally give his life as a ransom to many. A shepherd in the state of Iowa and government is here to serve three million people. Period. How, who else, if not the church of Jesus Christ, is going to tell our government leaders that they're shepherds? Nobody. That's what we got to do. It's our most important responsibility. People must know who they are in Christ. And lastly, our visions, we want to be a partner. We believe the church is problem solvers, that the church can solve the issues facing our cities and communities today far more than any worldly institution can. Why? Because we have the power of God. It's not us, it's him. And our Lord's been breaking bondage for generation to generation to generation, and we will never break it without him. There is no other solution but him, and the church must bring it. That is why we've been there with foster care. That's why we've been there with mental health. That's why we've been there with life. We've been there in the child care shortage, the family breakdown. Why? We must bring the timeless truths to God's word because it's the only thing that has any hope for this state, this nation, and this world. So we're going to sow his word. We're going to cast vision. We're going to genuinely love them. All of them. We're going to serve them too. And we're going to pray. God can open the doors to Nebuchadnezzar. If Moses can stand before Pharaoh 10 times, we can meet with anybody. And lastly, we're going to do it faithfully over a long period of time. Changing the kingdom of God doesn't happen in a moment. That's what the apostles wanted. That's why they're so frustrated. Take over Rome, fix this instantly. Jesus had a bigger vision in mind. And 2,000 years later, you want to talk about being patient. He is still carrying out that vision. And that's what we want to do. I hope long after any of us are here, there's people faithfully sowing in your Iowa capital. That 7,000 quickly turns to 70,000 and 700,000. Because that's when we'll have true change. We're going to do this Jesus' way. I hope you're encouraged that you join us in this journey and that we watch how God brings this, I really believe, around the world. So thank you. I'll be with you guys throughout the day. It was an honor to be up here with you here today. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.